Welcome to the first proper episode of It Starts With A Click. I'm so excited to actually be recording this because this idea has been in my head for quite a while and I'm really excited to be able to share all this information with you. I have so much stuff (laughs) sitting in my head that I want to share with you, so this is my first step in doing that. And I thought I would start the first episode off with something to help pretty much anyone who's just getting started. It felt quite appropriate for me to start the podcast off kind of at the very beginning with the things that I would have wanted to know when I was first starting out with fashion photography. So that's what this episode is going to be all about. It's going to be fashion photography tips for beginners. So I guess I'll just jump straight in because I've got a couple of things I want to go over. So first of all, the first big tip, and I'm sorry, you might hear my dog running around behind me, just ignore him. (laughs) The first tip is to shoot with whatever camera you have. Everyone thinks, and I was a part of this clan, that when you're first starting out, you kind of feel like you need to have this big camera or that you you don't look legit or you're never going to be able to take good enough photos if your camera isn't a big fat DSLR. I started out with a DSLR, I will say it was a DSLR, but it was a small um, cropped sensor Nikon D80 and I shot with that camera for maybe five years before I upgraded to anything full frame. I still have quite a lot of images in my sort of favourites, if you will, of my work that I shot on that small Nikon D80. And if it hadn't been for that camera, I still have it because I love it so much, I wouldn't have had the basis for what I know now. I think that starting off with something more simple teaches you more in the long run and teaches you how to take a better image. So that is the really the first thing I want you to take away from this is that no matter what camera you have, you can shoot with it. And I know that's a cliche and that all photographers say it doesn't matter what camera you have. And of course, having better cameras, having better lenses does help. It does make images look more professional, you can get sharper stuff, but it doesn't make it less artistic, it doesn't mean that you can't practice as much, so no matter what you have, please just start taking the photos that you dream of taking with whatever you have right now. I have taken some of my favourite shots with my iPhone, for example, and I would like to challenge myself in the next couple of weeks to do an entire shoot with nothing but my iPhone, because I genuinely think that could be done. Um, But, you know, if you have an old sort of DSLR lying around that your parents bought maybe even 10 years ago, shoot with that. I promise you it will work just as well. You can also still shoot just as amazing images with a kit lens as you would with, let's say, the most recent 50mm 1.2, 1.4 lens. doesn't matter what the lens is, just practice with that. Practice with what you have and make it work. 
The second tip is to really look at the work you love of other photographers, but rather than just looking at it, really asking yourself what it is that you love about that image. I want you to dissect images and become sort of really good at dissecting them more and more in future. So here are a few questions you can ask yourself when you see an image that you love. First of all, what is it that you love about the photo? Is there something specific you can point out and when you look at this photo you say to yourself, this is why I love it. Second, what is the light like? What is the light doing? You know, is it coming from the side? Is it very golden hour light? Is it very harsh light? What is the light like? The second, the third thing, sorry, is what is the mood and feel of the image? Is it very moody? Is it very romantic? Is it quite edgy? Start to notice what kind of vibe you like and you're attracted to. How has the photographer made the image feel like that? Like, what has the photographer done in the image to give it that feel? You know, if it's romantic, why is it romantic? How has the photographer made this image look romantic? Really pull that apart. And can you see the catch light in the eyes? This is a really basic tip, but it's one that's helped me countless times to work out the kind of light that a photographer is used in an image that I'm inspired by. If you look in the eyes of a subject, especially like a human, <laughs> we are fashion photographers, so most of the time there's gonna be people in the images, but sometimes there's not, sometimes it's just product. But if you can, zoom in on the eye and look at what catch lights are in the eye. So sometimes you can actually see there was a five foot octobox at an angle above the model's face. Sometimes you'll be able to see a beauty dish. Sometimes you'll be able to see that it was just a window to the side of the subject. You'll be surprised by how much you can get information wise just by looking at catch lights. So that's a really good tip. This next tip is potentially a little bit semi-controversial. I don't think it is, but some people have told me that they think it might be a little bit controversial. And that is that you should copy to learn. Um, there's a big disclaimer here <laughs> in that if you do copy someone's work for the purpose of learning how to shoot better images, that is totally fine. As long as if you post it online, you should majorly credit them. Like the first thing you say is, this is a direct copy of this person's work for the purpose of education. Or if I was you, I wouldn't even post them online at all because you are directly copying someone. However, I think it's really valuable to copy someone's work so that you can figure out how to take your work to the next level. The, the masters of photography and all the photographers that you admire have probably done this to some extent themselves in the past because looking at someone's work and copying their work so that you can learn is a really valuable way of learning and teaching yourself. So don't be afraid of spending some time looking at an image and figuring out exactly how it was done, recreating it yourself and then learning those skills, mastering those techniques. Okay, so after having spent time copying someone, the idea is to not stop there. The idea is to take the stuff you've learned through the copying and apply it to your own work. So take all the stuff you've learned, 
through the process of looking at people's images, getting inspired, trying out their techniques, trying to figure out how they did what they did and turn it on its head and put it into your own concepts, into your own images and into your own work. In terms of models, I think a lot of people get stumped when they get to the point where they're like, okay, I want to be a fashion photographer, but how do I find people to photograph? And it's really simple (laughs) in that just ask your friends. That's how I started. I was 18, 19, um, spending my summer holidays at home, not really sure what to do. And I literally at the time put out on Facebook and said, I want models to photograph who wants to be photographed and have their picture taken for free in exchange for some time and me getting to practice and potentially not being very good. But, you know, it always worked out and most people are very keen to have their photo taken, even if it is just for free. Another thing I wanted to mention is that you shouldn't put too much pressure on yourself. I think when we're first starting out with something new, whether we've done it a little bit before or it's a brand new endeavor and we've never even touched that specific thing before in our case cameras it's really easy to put a lot of pressure on it and a lot of pressure on ourselves to be good immediately but the reality is that you're not gonna be good immediately so don't put a whole bunch of pressure on your shoulders and say to yourself that within six months you need to be having images published in magazines. It's not gonna happen that quickly, or at least it's very rare that it does. So give yourself the benefit of the doubt, give yourself the honor of time and the respect to your creativity to allow yourself to learn slowly. Nothing was ever created overnight. Artists take years and years to learn the master of their craft. I'm still constantly learning. I have definitely not learned everything there is to know about shooting a beautiful image. I am constantly progressing and constantly pushing myself, but I do that kindly and gently, and I don't put a whole ton of pressure on myself to say that within six months, I need to shoot campaigns for Chanel. Like that's just not gonna happen. I know that. Is it a goal, a long-term goal? Of course it is. But I'm not sitting here and saying, this has to happen by this date. So take the pressure off, be kind to yourself, be nice, and you'll benefit from it long-term because We shoot better and we make better art when we're not stressed, when we're being kind, when we're being gentle, when we're we're allowing ourselves the space and the time to be creative. Shooting often is probably also the most important thing you can do. It's no good saying to yourself, okay, I'm gonna do one shoot a month and that's gonna be that. If you are serious about fashion photography and you're serious about making a career out of it or at least shooting it relatively regularly and professionally and if you're listening to this podcast I would assume that you do because this is kind of what we're about over here is pushing our careers and making a career as fashion photographers work for us then you are going to be wanting to shoot regularly and I mean at least once a week 
I'm not saying you have to go out and put a huge, big, elaborate concept together every single week where you're shooting with five team members, four models, full styling rack. It can be something as simple as grabbing your friend that you think is beautiful and you know photographs well and who feels confident in front of the camera and heading out for an hour at sunset and capturing some beautiful portraits and experimenting with different like angles, experimenting with how your camera works, practicing with your settings because if you're not fully comfortable shooting in manual mode yet, which you'll need to be eventually, these kinds of small practice sessions will make the, sh- the process of shooting more and more intuitive. You kind of want to aim to be at a point where you don't ever need to think about the settings on your camera. It should just be almost second nature. Like, you should be able to look at light and think, okay, my shutter speed is going to need to be at least 125th, or I'm going to need to be at 125th of a second, or I need to be at 500th of a second, or like any of these things, or maybe, you know, I want my f-stop to be at f8 or if I am shooting a large group of people maybe it needs to be f11 or if I really want that soft depth of field it needs to be f1.8 or something like that. That stuff should be really intuitive and come to you immediately. You shouldn't have to get to a point where you're shooting on a campaign or shooting for your first client and faffing around with your camera. So these sort of hourly practice sessions I really advise you do them. Um, I would shoot at least once or twice a week when I was first starting out and even now still and I'm 10 years into using a camera I shoot at least once a week if I can I'm at a stage now where I don't need to practice quite as much but I, I have so many ideas that I want to shoot all the time and every time I shoot I'm learning something new I'm trying something different out I'm I'm just practicing my technique so I really, really encourage you to shoot often. If you can't always shoot people, practice like shooting still life or landscapes. I just think that the act of taking a camera and using it regularly builds up that confidence really quickly. So shoot often. That is a really big tip. The eighth thing I'm going to mention, and there has been eight tips at this point, I know I haven't really been counting down, but (laughs) that is that you need to be exposing yourself to all kinds of art, all kinds of photography, not just following the same 50 fashion photographers on Instagram. It's really easy these days to pigeonhole what we see, and from personal experience, you will be surprised by how quickly you're influenced by the sort of same few people who you see over and over again. You, your goal before your career is to have a very distinct personal style. And it's really easy for us to follow the same few people and end up kind of shooting the same imagery as them and recreating the same imagery as them unintentionally almost. So one thing that I make a big point in doing all the time is regularly going on sort of um, binges of other kinds of art. Maybe I'll go on Pinterest for an hour or two, or I'll spend a lot of time looking on websites like Fashion Gone Rogue and exploring the work of photographers I may have never heard of. 
I'll also make sure I go to exhibitions whenever I'm in London, so go and explore other completely different types of art, like mixed media. Sometimes it's graphic design or illustration, painting. I'm super inspired by all sorts of things. So by exposing myself to different mediums, different forms of art, it's giving you a a fresh perspective on the way of seeing things. It's really hard to describe, but I think that is my biggest piece of advice is look at stuff from all different angles, all different mediums, even if you don't like it. Sometimes it can be really helpful to look at something you don't like and asking yourself why, because it often leads you to be able to then, when you're shooting your own work, make sure that you're including less of the stuff you don't like. For example, one thing I really, I'm never going to love is hard bulb, like free bulb flash, Jürgen Teller style. No problem with Jürgen Teller, but just that's just not the kind of imagery I like. So I'll never shoot like open bulb flash like that. It's just not my thing. But you need to analyse work to know what it is that you do and don't like. So exposing yourself to work you don't like, I think is just as important. And it goes back to sort of constantly asking yourself questions about why do I like this? Why don't I like this? And, you know, go back to those questions I mentioned earlier and use them as prompts because they'll really help you in developing your eye and your portfolio in future. The last thing I want to do is to read you a quote that has been extremely impactful to me and really helpful throughout the last, I think I found it maybe seven or eight years ago, and it's a quote by Ira Glass. Um, it's incredible, and there is like an online video that you can go and listen to, and I will, li- I will link to that specific video in the show notes, but for now I'm going to read this out in full because I hope that it can help you as much as it's helped me. So here it goes. Nobody tells this to the people who are beginners. I wish someone had told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there is a gap. For the first couple of years that you make stuff, it's just not that good. It's trying to be good, it has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase. They quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through this for years. We know our work doesn't have this special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this. And if you are just starting out or if you are still in a phase, you got to know it's important and it's normal that the thing you do is a lot of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week you will finish one story. It is only going it is only by going through a volume of work that you will close that gap and your work will be as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It's going to take a while. It's normal to take a while. You've got to fight your way through. That quote sums up pretty much everything I've been trying to say in this episode and I think it says it in a very compact impactful way um so that quote like I said before is by Ira Glass and 
I go back to it all the time. It's bookmarked on the top of my um, bookmarks on my browser, my web browser. And whenever I'm having kind of a, a bad day or I feel frustrated about my work or like something I've shot isn't good enough anymore, I go back to that and I remind myself that my taste is there. I am simply spending time closing the gap. I am learning to close the gap between where I am and where I want to be with my work. There is so much more that goes into fashion photography and being a fashion photographer than I could ever go into in one single podcast episode, but I really hope this has been helpful. I'm going to go into more technical detail in other episodes, so in the meantime, if you have any other questions about the beginning stages of Uh, photography and fashion photography and getting into it and getting started please come and let me know you can leave me a message over on my instagram which is at olivia bossert or you can come and join in the facebook group which is fashion photography with olivia bossert if you would like to join that there's a link in the show notes just head onto the app that you're listening to this podcast through and click that or you can search for it in Facebook, it comes up really easily and quickly. Just join there and I will let you in and then you can come and ask any questions you have and the other people in the group might be able to help you before I do as well because there's a lovely community of people in there. So don't be shy, come and ask, come and join, no matter what stage you're at, whether you've never shot your first image ever before or you're well on your way and you just want some more advice, come and hang out there. Okay, I'm gonna leave you there. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you very, very soon. Bye.